You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome to a fan chat here on Jaybird Watching, and tonight I have our first fan, actually, on our off-season fan chats here. We're going to try doing some kind of a show for you guys all out there, for all you Toronto Blue Jays fans, uh, once a week, just trying to keep, make sure you know we're still here and we're talking Blue Jays baseball. And like I said, tonight, join me, I have Alicia Legg. How are you doing, Alicia? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. So, first off, uh, tell us where you're calling in from. I'm calling in from beautiful... St. John's, Newfoundland. Well, thank you very much for the call in. And uh, how's the weather? I hope it's not cold and rainy like it is here in Rochester, New York, but it's how it time is, of the year. It is cold and it is rainy. It just started raining a little while ago, and there's a chance we may have some snow flurries overnight tonight. Already? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's early. I'm yeah. going to blame it on Hurricane Michael and pushing everything up northward. Yeah, we're getting the wonderful effects of that here. But then again, I was in Calgary three weeks ago, and sure enough, it was already snowing there. So if anybody in Calgary yeah. is listening, sorry if it's already, you know, 10 feet of snow on you already. <laughs> they can have it. They can have it. So exactly. So I just wanted to, you know, we're going to talk Blue Jays baseball, a little bit of current event stuff and whatnot. But I also want to find out a little about yourself as we talk Blue Jay baseball here. And uh, let's just talk first things. What brought you to being a Blue Jays fan, or is it just guilty by proximity kind of thing, <laughs> being in Canada? Well, I think, you know, for most Canadians and stuff, having only one, you know, professional baseball team right now, the majority of us do get behind our Blue Jays. Um, but I've been cheering for the Blue Jays since as long as I can remember. Um, I've always been a sports enthusiast, someone who watched sports, played sports all of my life, um, followed the team since I was like I said, a young girl, and just, you know, stick with them through thick and thin, being a loyal fan. I think most people, when you have a passion for a game or a sport or a team, you uh, tend to stick with them through the good times and the bad times. So from as long as I can remember, I've always been a fan. 
Yeah, and that is uh, the key word right there, being a Blue Jays fan, being through thick and thin, because there's been nothing but the incredibleest of lows and the incredibleest of highs. So that's exactly what is going on here. And unfortunately, we might be in the midst of one of those lows at the moment, but... For me, I personally, I don't see this getting any lower than what we had here. And honestly, I was very encouraged with how the season ended with all the young, talented players. Um, what were your reflections on this last season, or even the last couple, as far as the uh, you know going from that high, like I said, with the playoff teams to the current state of the Toronto Blue Jays? Well, it's definitely been hard to deal with, but I mean, you know, we've been here before as Jays fans, and we've always bounced back. And when you hit the lowest of the low, there's only one place to go, and that's up from here. I'm really, really excited about the Blue Jays' future. I'm really excited about where this team could go in the next couple of years. I think when they have the right manager in place and all of the pieces are fit together, we could be looking at a repeating championship team in the next couple of years. Um, People may think it might take a little bit more of a rebuild um, than looking at probably even a three- to five-year window, but I don't think so. I think if they really get hit the ground running and uh, we have a positive effect from management starting at the top and trickling down I think we're in for some exciting baseball um, there's no doubt about it that a couple of years ago when we were hitting the high at the high in 2015 we were all you know going okay Blue Jays are going to win it all they're finally going to take the championship home again and then all of a sudden it's like the breath just left the room and the air went out of everything and now we're here we are again in the midst of a rebuild slash reset at a crossroads and I think everybody's kind of wondering where this is going to go from here yeah I definitely think we're at a crossroads and I don't see this anywhere near being the lowest of the low of like the playoff drought situation it sounds like you share my sentiments with that whole idea is we're not bringing in any angry bird logos here and (laughs) going completely bonkers but um the retooling I think is the best way of putting it and I don't know if you've seen the wonderful footage already of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just completely annihilating the Arizona Fall League already on Twitter, but it looks like he could step right in and play baseball right now, and this it's going to be an exciting time for this team as he joins all his other teammates that are already trial Blue Jays. What do you think? Oh, I mean, that that young man is unstoppable. I mean, he to watch him and, you know, just to double that hit, I think it was last night or the night before, every time he gets up to bat, he's improving, he's hitting the ball, he has a great eye for the ball, he's a natural talent but then if you talk you know all of the talk about Vlad is warranted everybody's excited but you know you have Bo Bichette coming up you have uh, Biggio coming up who's going to have a be an impact player as well um, and look at the youngsters on the roster you know just this past season I mean you know Diaz and Borucki and Guriel Jr. all of these kids and stuff coming up and they're all in their like early 20s got a wide range of talents and they're going to be all over the Blue Jays' field. So I think we had, like I said, a really, really uh, promising future to look forward to. It's a really excitement in the year, which is great. Um, I think, you know, if Jays fans harken back to the days when Tony Fernandez and Fred McGriff left, and they brought in, you know, Alomar and Carter, and everybody was like, what the heck is going on with this team? What's going to become of all of this? Because everybody didn't want to see those players leave. But look what the rewards were. And I know that the Jays had to, you know, get rid of some players this year, and it was really hard to take. You know, um, Jose left, and we had Edwin left, and we had Josh leave, and Steve Pierce, and it was like, oh, my God, all of these people are going out the door. 
But then look at the like roster of talent that we have coming up, and some of them already made, like I said, a huge impact this year, and we've already seen what the future holds. So I think we can go into it cautiously optimistic, I think, at first, and kind of tread and get our feet kind of wet and lead in. But I think when people start, you know, getting really excited, there's going to be a, a large fan following, I'm hoping, of this team in the future to really give this team a boost. Yeah, I, honestly, I love the sentiment that you said there about the Tony Tony uh, Fernandez and Fred McGriff era, kind of that being the close of the book of the late 80s teams and how good we were in the late 80s. Uh, but then that transition of bringing in Carter and Alomar and how that kind of was the influx of the new talent, kind of almost like exactly like you said, just the fact that that's what's going on right now with the changing of the guard and how everything is going and these pieces fitting right back into the puzzle. And I think that's the key right there is the Blue Jays actually have the pieces to that puzzle in their minor league system for the first time in a long time. And even back when, the Blue Jays have never, I don't think, had this kind of talent in the minor league system. Um, that's usually my focus on things and what's coming. But um, I, it's nice to see that the fan base is actually getting on board with these youngsters before they're even in the they're in the uh, Blue Jays uniforms. The fact that everybody's so focused on the Arizona Fall League right now as Blue Jays fans, like you just said, it's unfathomable. Yeah, it's- it's great because, like I said, we haven't had that roster of talent in the minor leagues in so long. We haven't had that excitement building like these prospects are going to be playing on our field at Rogers Center someday. These are young talents that we're probably going to follow, hopefully, if they have a long, lustrous career for, you know, 10, 12, 15 years. And they're going to be, like, you know, unlimited talent, you know. And we're looking positive. I'm ready to stay positive. I know it's hard sometimes and... People kind of, you know, go through these ebbs and lows with their teams, but that's what being a sports fan is all about. That's that's part of the passion. If you didn't care, you wouldn't get upset. If you didn't care, you wouldn't get excited. So I think a lot of the Blue Jays fans that probably, you know, haven't paid as much attention the last couple of years now have started to pay attention again and have something actually to look forward to. And I think that's going to bring a lot of people back to watching Blue Jays baseball. Um, and even, like I said, if they were sad about the talent that we had leave, which was undoubtedly, like I said, hard to take, and some of it was handled less than ideally. Um, a lot of people had a sour taste left in their mouth under certain circumstances. I think, you know, coming up with this new roster of talent is really going to be a joyous occasion for Blue Jays fans, wherever they live, whether it be in Canada, across the world, in the States. I think we're going to have something really good to cheer for. Yeah, that's me here in the south of the six area. <laughs> In Rochester, yeah, New York, exactly. anime territory. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I made the goof a few weeks ago, and this was actually one of my more recent articles I actually wrote for At South of the Six. Um, I marked on my calendar that 9-20-2018 was the beginning of the new Blue Jays baseball era. And that was the night that the Blue Jays uh, famously came back in the last inning and scored seven runs. Um, against the... I'm blanking all of a sudden right now. <laughs> <laughs> But um, the fact that we were, uh, oh, it was against, it was just insane comeback. And um, I hadn't seen that in baseball, period, in a long time, let alone against a team as good as the Rays. I'm sorry, I just finally remembered it. That's okay. <laughs> but I just felt like that was something significant, regardless of all the, you know, what we were kind of alluding to, the growing pains of these young players. But the young players started that rally off, and what, to what you said, the talent is there, and they're going to run with it. And I think it is going to be just like you said, as early as this season. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, to, to watch games like that. And, I mean, the Jays had some real comeback moments this year. I mean, you know, it might have been overall a less than stellar season. But if you watch some of those games where they were, you know, walking off in the ninth inning and stuff, and we were like, whoa, like, okay, these these bats are getting starting to get hot right now. And some players and stuff at the beginning of the season that weren't hitting that well, and we all know who that is, Morales, cough, cough, <laughs> um, finally started coming up to the plate and actually, like, hitting. I mean, everybody was kind of like, okay, you know, maybe they're going through a bit of a, a reawakening. And maybe, and, you know, sports teams have to change. It doesn't matter what sport that you play. They have to change in order to grow. And I think that when you're watching sports as a fan and you, you know, you have your jerseys hung up at home and you, and you wear them to the games with pride and your team, you know, trades your favorite player or changes up the roster and your favorite player's sitting out on the sidelines for a while, you know, it can be disappointing. Um, but certainly, like, you know, when you're watching that sport, you have to realize that you need to change in order to grow. And I think that's what the Blue Jays are doing right now. They're in the midst of a growing spurt. Um, they're kind of coming out of a, you know, a teenage adolescence into adulthood, <laughs> and they're going to have a lot of young players that are going to be coming up that are going to be you know, schooled by the veterans, there's no doubt, and they're going to be taught a lot of things, they're going to learn a lot of things, because they're going to be batting in the majors for the first time. Yeah, and I you know, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I think any, any player, regardless of their talent, are going to have those butterflies, you know, at the mm-hmm. beginning, but I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I made uh, the goof that um, Kendris Morales finally started hitting when Loris Gurriel Jr. came up, who is a lawn family Cuban friend. <laughs> so yeah. it's amazing how much those young players all of a sudden ignite a locker room with a little bit of energy, and um, I think that was the key to the end of the Blue Jays' season. Yeah, absolutely. So it's having that youth around, and I think the way that the, the team has to gel and everything really come together, like I said, and, and, and coach one another and, and play together as a team and gel and just work on things together. And it, it's amazing when you watch these players who have been playing for a long time, and again, regardless of any sport, and, and they change their batting stance or they change their the way that they shoot a basketball or they change the way that they shoot their the puck. You, it's like watching a, a superstar be reborn again. It's like they're coming into a whole new era of playing their favorite sport. And it was really, you know, it was really good to watch, um, you know, Kendris Morales had that moment and stuff and start coming around because we all know, like, you know, what the Blue Jays and stuff put up to keep him on the roster. And I think we were all disappointed as fans, certainly at, you know, the beginning and the middle part of the season and stuff that, he just wasn't living up to the expectations. He wasn't the caliber player that we needed and we wanted. Or so that was a bit of a letdown. <laughs> or paid for, exactly. You know, so, and then we watched other, you know, players leave and go to other teams, and they started having stellar seasons. And, I mean, you know, Pierce is off and won the ADLS. So, I mean, come on, right? It's hard to swallow sometimes, you know? And it, it's, you need, you need to just stay by your team and, and, and hope for the best and just be prepared that they're going to have these weak moments. But that's all part of, again, being a sports fan. Yeah, and that's exactly it. So I just think the best part about all these kids is that they've been brought through the Blue Jays system all together, and I think the chemistry thing is going to be what gets us over the hurdle as quick as next season. These kids know how to play with each other. It's 
they know how to pick up for each other. It's insane how much chemistry really gets teams going, and I think you see that all over Major League Baseball, regardless of how good the team is. And I honestly think that's the biggest reason the Tampa Bay Rays are always <laughs> a threat to the Toronto Blue Jays and everybody in the American League East. But, yeah, what do you think about the whole how chemistry on that like could be a big contributor on a ball club? Oh, my God. It's I mean, like I said, these kids are coming up playing with one another. So they already got, you know, a few years of knowing each other's, you know, strengths and weaknesses and how to talk to one another and how to, you know, signal to one another about what they can change and how they can up their game and how they can do things differently to make the team win. And, it, I mean, again, regardless of cross, like I said, baseball or any team, if you look at the situation now with Butler and the Minnesota Timberwolves, okay, this is an example of how to not be a good teammate the man is looking to get traded he's offering up a roster of teams that he wants to be traded to and in the meantime he's dissing his other fellow players he's dissing the coaches and he's advertising for another gig so that's not the type of player that you want in professional sports yeah and I you think want the, someone who's oh. going to be a part of the team yeah, I think the Blue Jays have done a good job of recruiting not just uh, chemistry-type players, but finding good characters, period. Whether it's somebody like uh, Ryan Barucki or Danny Jansen that can lighten up a locker room a little bit with some of their antics. I've had the pleasure of meeting them, and they are <laughs> kind of on in our ballpark, I think, Alicia, as far as you yeah. know, us getting into Chris Farley gift battles on Twitter during baseball games and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. You need that team chemistry. That's what, that's what lifts your team to another level, right? That's what... That's what camaraderie and the sense of like brotherhood and sisterhood is like in sports. That's what you need in that locker room. Regardless if you're having, like I said, a winning season or a losing season or someplace in between, you need that chemistry because it shows to the fans. I mean, we're watching. We're paying for these sports. We're paying to watch the sports entertainment. And we can tell when teammates and stuff are not gelling together. We can tell when management is not gelling together with a team. Um, and with certain players, you know, you have to be kind of blind not to see the the tension between players and tension between management and, and, and players. Um, so I think like, so the chemistry and keeping that chemistry alive and having open communication is really, really important. And as adults, you know, they should be able to communicate. And as young people coming into the league, they should be able to communicate with their fellow teammates, both, you know, rookie and veteran alike. And again, Going back to the managerial piece, this is what everybody's talking about now with the Blue Jays. What's going to happen? Gibby is gone. You know, we we had, you know, a long tenure with him and love him or hate him. He brought us some of the best baseball we've seen in a while. Um, You know, he was charismatic. He was a character. He was laid back. He was chatty. He was kind of all over the place. And now we're all kind of wondering, okay, when's the other shoe going to fall? Who's going to replace this guy? Yeah, I like how you made that segue for me. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> no worries. Chalk one up for that one. I don't have to work as hard. <laughs> so as far as all the fun goes, though, so I know you listened to the show that Hayden Godfrey and I did with, um, he was for Jay's Journal, and uh, we had that recently. But uh, we got into a lot during that conversation as far as what we're looking for, who would be the best fit for that kind of thing. So what do you think the best thing that the Blue Jays need to do for fitting this kind of thing are? I think they need... It's, it's a hard thing. I think they need a mixture of um, youth, but also a youth or a young person that kind of has that veteran leadership quality. So you're talking about someone who can bring a kind of a youthful uh, outlook and a youthful feel to the clubhouse, 
but it's a delicate tightrope to walk because you need someone who has that veteran feel that can manage everything that's going on both on and off the field. But you need someone who can, again, gel with the players. Um, so you need a mixture of kind of, of both. Um, and I mean, like, I'm not saying that someone has to be like really, really young and I'm not saying that someone has to be like older, but it would be nice to see a bit of a, a youth kind of um, uplift, I guess, coming. Um, just to meld with all of these rookies and stuff that are going to be coming up next season. Um, but again, like I said, that veteran leadership quality, that got to be there. They got to have the smarts, they got to have the intellect, and they got to have the drive to want to bring the team and all of these young players into the future. And hopefully it's going to be a long-term tenure that we're not going to be looking at, you know, managerial changes every year to a couple of years. It's going to be something that's going to be, like I said, a, a, a longer tenure. So, we can get comfortable again with with a face um, of the Blue Jays. Yeah, I honest, that's honestly one of my biggest things with whoever they bring in. They need to be here for the long haul. I want to see these kids that they're bringing up from the minor league system get used and cemented with somebody and have some sustained quality goodness for a while here. And I think that's the biggest thing, in my opinion. But to do that, they have to find somebody that can handle what the Blue Jays front office is looking with the, you know, the wonderful sabermetric movement that's going on in baseball, period. Along with being somebody, I think, charismatic and fun to be able to have in that dugout that obviously is immersed in baseball, you know, knowledge. Is there any of the names that have been flying all over the over the Internet right now that it might be the standout ideal or at least your top few choices at the moment? Uh, well, it's hard to keep up with the stream of names that <laughs> popping up over the last, like, even couple of days when you're going through and, like, reading articles and stuff online and, and stuff that you guys have thrown out there and, and, and numerous other, you know, people who are writing. And um, it's kind of a mixture. Um, there's really no kind of, I guess, plug for somebody other than who Gibby has endorsed. And, of course, you know, we all know Clap is the one that he's favoring. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at other names on the list, like Joe Girardi's looking for a new job. So would he be the right fit for the Blue Jays? I'm not quite sure. Um, then you have, you know, uh, DeMarlo Hale and Eric Wedge and, you know, Russell Martin. I mean, he managed the last game of the season. I don't know. I know it's a long shot, but what What if? What if that happens? That's you don't know. one of those wonderful scenarios that I keep thinking. I'm like, why not? Exactly. No, it could be a <laughs> lot of dice. See what happens. Yeah, you don't know, right? And then you have, you know, John Schneider. Then you have my personal thing. I mean, as soon as I heard that Paul Molitor had been left let go from Cleveland, I started, like, salivating at the mouth. I'm not going to lie. And I thought with his history with the Jays and his experience, you know, in a managerial position and his connection to the team – that's who my heart is behind, 110%. I think it would be amazing to see him in that role, especially with his experience with all of these, like I said, young talents coming up through the system right now and hopefully going to be playing in a Jays uniform next season. Um, that's who I wrote, vote for, but I know that Clap has a lot of support behind him as well. Um, so it's really, it's, it's kind of hard to tell right now where... You know, Shapiro and Atkins are kind of leaning in their pickings. Yeah, they're completely um, holding that one. That card is so close to the chest, it's not even funny right now. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, having a poker hand. You don't want to show anybody anything, right? It's a complete poker face. And it's like, give us a hint at least of something. Yeah. I do feel well, like it's coming sooner rather than later, though. I really think that they're going to want to have whoever their manager is in place by the time they head to the winter meetings and... 
that's a couple months away. It's not that far, so I really think they're going to want to hit have that all set up before they hit Vegas for that meeting. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. I think that we're going to know very very soon, and then you know, hopefully, it's a a choice that we can all get behind again as fans. Hopefully, we're not left scratching our heads saying like, "What the heck is going on here?" Um, have they made the right choice or not? And all of these doubts kind of bubbling up. Um, but, you know, everybody on the list of names that have been thrown around, whether they have managed at, you know, professional level or they've managed in the minor leagues or they've been in the front office in some capacity, they all have experience to bring to the table in different ways. Um, they certainly have, you know, resumes that, you know, would rival anybody. So I think whoever they pick is going to be a solid pick. It just has to be the right fit. And it has to be, like I said, that right personality. Um, you know, because when you're interviewing, like I said, person and you're and you're around the Jays all the time and you're watching, you know, you want someone on, on the camera and, and that's managing the team that will, you know, give you those good sound bites and kind of, you know, knows how to manage but knows how to have a little bit of fun and bring that joy to the fans and stuff as well. So I think the Jays are going to be looking for somebody like that as well, but has that connection to the team right from the day that they're hired. Yeah, and I think it's funny that you bring that point up. In and then, the last time we saw Russell Martin was he was literally doing his best John Gibbons impression in the office and leaning back in his chair and <laughs> doing yeah, the interview was, last minute. So it, that yeah. that's one of those things that's just gonna stick in my head all the time. I think with Russell Martin now, it's just that's the even if he does bow out as a Blue Jay or in the near future here, that's one of my last good memories, at least of Russell Martin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mine too, right? I mean, that, that picture since it went up on Twitter and stuff or whatever that day, right? You know, it's like people sharing it around and stuff, and that's just the image that you're going to have. That's but, wallpaper you know, level stuff for your uh, computer or your cell phone. <laughs> exactly, right? But like I said, we don't know what the future is going to hold, so we're just going to have to wait with beta breath and um, see what happens in the, in the, in the near future. All right, so we're near our half-hour mark here where we try to do this fun stuff, and you actually already nailed one of my rapid-fire questions because we were going to talk Blue Jays' manager. Um, So the next few here, I'm just going to hit you up, and we're going to see some of your fandom fun, you know what I mean? So the first thing I'm going to say is your favorite Toronto Blue Jays home run ever. All time type. Thing. Oh my God! You know it's Joe Curtis. Come okay. on now. There's a lot of. It, it's amazing how you get that. I've uh, I've asked that same question to a lot of people lately, and um, it's one of those things I just want to. You can almost tell everybody's age. You know, in my ballpark area and age or yours apparently, because it sounds like we're on par. Joe Carter's yep. home run is without a doubt the biggest one. <laughs> but I, then you, you get some of the new, newer kids, like uh, some of the guys I've been interviewing and work with over the last few years at Jay's Journal and so on, and it's it's easily the bat flip. And I'm like, eh, I get it, but it's that was not a World Series winning home run. <laughs> no, it, it was good, though. It was good. I will give it, I would say it's in my probably my top ten. Yep. But nothing, nothing will ever replace when... You know, you hear, you'll never hit a bigger home run in your life, Joe, right? Like, you'll never get that moment out of your mind. Aaron Cheek, those are the best words ever, like, as far as a broadcast goes. And um, i got to give props. I don't know if you've had a chance to read it or not, but uh, one of my friends that I've had a pleasure of meeting through writing and whatnot, Jesse Goldberg-Strassler of the Lansing Lugnuts, just did an article for Ari's website. Um, that was the kind of like the architecture, how you call that home run as an announcer and what, you know, goes through your head while you're trying to do that stuff. He kind of broke down Tom Chick's uh, 
you know, what might have been going through his head, and it was really, really great read for anybody out there that wants to read that. i got to give my buddy some props on that one. Yeah, <laughs> so. I just, actually just read it and stuff the other day as well. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, anything that's going up on online now, what you guys are writing, um, like I said, for, you know, South of the Six and and uh, your own your Twitter and, and what Ari has on his website and stuff, I mean, you can all tell regardless of who is writing it, the passion that they have for the game. It's undoubtedly there in the words. Um, you can tell the passion that people have for it. And, you know, the Blue Jays are unique. They're the only Canadian team that we have, I mean, in baseball. I mean, you know, we mourn the days of the Expos, and we may never see the sunrise again on, on any other professional baseball team in Canada. I don't know. I really hope that's not the answer, especially where they're talking about where some of these Major League Baseball teams might go. And I'm like, you can't even get the Tampa Bay Rays a new stadium. Why can't we have the Expos? Exactly. <laughs> right? And I'm like saying, I'm not saying that it'll never happen. I'm hoping it does because I would love to see another team again. Um, but, you know, it's it's unique. I think the passion that we have for the Jays um, – and, and you see where the fans go, you know, to drive and 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 follow this team when they play. I mean, it's unbelievable when they're playing in a in a team's home stadium and there's more Blue Jays blue in the stands than you know the other team. It's it's crazy. So yeah, it's it's really good to see. Very very good to see. And I just got to plug that today is the anniversary, 26th anniversary of the Roberto Alomar off Eckersley home run. So <laughs> that's no, another reason so- I ask that. <laughs> yeah, another moment in sports history, right? Exactly. So next on the list, if you're buying a jersey for a Toronto Blue Jay player right now, who is your favorite current Blue Jay player? Oh, okay. So that's <laughs> a hard one because, <laughs> oh, well, I'm not going to go with the future yet kind of thing, even though, like I said, I'm super excited. Um, I, I I had a Josh Donaldson Blue Jays you know, Jersey, and I still have it, of course, and I refer to him as my fantasy baseball husband, (laughs) Um, so, yeah, um, so right now, if I was going to go out and and buy one right now, I would probably have to go with, I mean, Kevin Pilar has a soft spot for heart, sorry, but Superman, yeah, I'd have to go with probably him. There you go, that's a good pick for you anyways, can't go wrong with Superman. Yeah, exactly. All right, so if we're talking all-time Blue Jays, I know you just said that, you know, uh, Josh Donaldson is your, like, fancy baseball slash husband or whatever. And <laughs> um, But who's your favorite all-time Blue Jay? Oh, that would have to be either John Olerud or Roberto Alomar Jr. There you go. Um, I, I just love to hear that you actually said John Olerud. I'm waiting for one of the days where I'm going to ask that question and somebody's just going to be like, Ken Huckabee, <laughs> or somebody, or a random, and I'm like, really? Oh, that's awesome, you know, it's just, <laughs> I'm waiting for that day, but that John Oldrude was a surprise. I always yeah. loved John Oldrude, and um, I think he's one of the unsung heroes of the back-to-back era for the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh my God, yeah, he doesn't get enough praise. I mean, if you watched him up at Bath, it was like something, um, I always said he was smooth as silk. You oh. never knew what he was going to do, but man, when he hit, it was just like watching poetry in motion. I wrote an article a long time ago about the best Blue Jays that never got a real good shake of the Hall of Fame ballot, and I had John Olerud, I think, at number four out of my five on that list. And one of the interesting things I actually read about John Olerud was that Ted Williams met him at one point and said if anybody's going to ever bat 400 again, it was going to be John Olerud. He just didn't have the legs for it. And that was yeah. clearly it. He batted 363 the one season, and he was batting 400 yeah. most of the year. 
If he had yeah. some legs, more maybe more like Devon White underneath him. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I just thought that was one of the more interesting things I had a chance of reading Blue Jay fandom wise. Anyways, um, yeah. so last one I got for you. Okay. We might have hit it already. So, favorite Blue Jays memory period. Oh. <laughs> and I know I'm probably putting you on the spot with that. Just you're, you happen to be sitting at home watching the game, whether it's with your you know family or you know more recently with a beer in hand. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> favorite I interaction. Have, I'm watching. <laughs> um, oh my goodness, that's a hard one. There's there's so many. Um, I'm I'm going to go back again to again Joe Carter, but not even hitting the home run, but the joy on his face running those bases. Mm-hmm. It's again one of the moments I'll never get out of my head because it was just unadulterated joy, like a kid in a candy store who just got his favorite lollipop and like ten other candy on top of it. That's what he looked like. Yeah, yeah. So I have I'll have to go with that because it just it just stands out. It's just like again every time it comes on TV, I still get goosebumps. Right? You'll never forget that moment where you were, what you were doing. Yeah, you almost get that like misty eye deal a little bit, just enough to <laughs> know what's going yeah, on, right? Exactly, you know, and and that's when you were like, I mean, man, if you weren't a fan of the Jays before, which I was, but I mean, mm-hmm. that, that just elevated it to another level, right? You were like, oh, this yeah. is my team, no matter what, this is my team. Yeah, I'm just glad that my dad was sm- nice enough to wake me up while my mom wanted me to go to bed. so that's all i'm happy about he's uh, my dad's also a blue jays fan and it was one of those things it was just like okay this is like the father-son moment it was kind of cool stuff i was about eight years old so it was good and i remember every minute of it (laughs) so um but yeah uh alicia that's pretty much what i got here Uh, this is your moment to shine if you've been working on anything i know you've been doing some fun stuff uh that ari's been posting on his website um at at arishapiro.com i believe uh but yeah give me a what you've been working on what you're doing all those kind of good things yeah well i just i just started kind of back into the realm of writing and stuff actually um i was writing when i was younger and kind of give it up for a while and that's what happens when parenthood hits and then i've just been inspired this year i turned 40 um so i wanted to get back into writing and um yeah i connected with ari on uh, twitter so shout out to ari if you're listening he's like a joy and uh started just communicating with him about, about again blue jays and sports and world issues and everything else in between and uh, he uh, called me there a couple weeks ago and said, hey, would you like to be a contributor to my website? And I was like, are you kidding me right now? I would love to. So, yeah, I've been, I published, I got one article up so far um, on uh, arishapero.ca, his website. And uh, I've been working on another piece. It was a video that he hasn't posted yet, but I'm sure it will be, you know, in the future about um, the impact of domestic violence in sport because um, I'm a domestic violence survivor myself so i wanted to get that important message out there and i just did a um a piece uh, again yet to be published uh on the stanley cup uh conundrum so who you got for winning the stanley cup this year and uh what direction you think that teams and stuff are going to go in this year so yeah a couple of pieces in the works but yeah it's exciting it's very exciting stuff, and I'm glad that you're back into writing because it's been a pleasure talking to you on this. And obviously, like I said, with our Chris Farley uh, gift battles with what's going on on Twitter during Blue Jays games. Absolutely. And thank you very uh, much for drawing uh, attention, obviously, to a very important topic that I think that needs more focus in sports. 
um, during that article, and that'll be something everybody's looking forward to, I'm sure, as especially on Ari's website and how has the uh, super tag team of <laughs> contributors of yeah. all kinds of sports media, this, that, and everything else. But your article on the uh, loss of the the Jays' loss stuff that you had was very well written as well. So if you want to talk about that last one you did. Yeah, it was just about, you know, lamenting the loss of the Blue Jays season and, and like I said, how we are at this crossroads time now, um, watching some of, like I said, our favorite players going and then, again, watching, you know, the future of what the Blue Jays have to hold uh, coming up and um, just saying, yeah, that, you know, like Vlad and Boba Shed are like my coffee and stuff, right? So I'm excited about it. And but I'm going to be cautiously, like I said, optimistic because... We all know sports fans, again, how we can be let down through a plethora of different things, from injury to trades and everything else in between. But I'm going to be cautiously optimistic and and really hopeful for the Jays' future. Yeah, I think on the Vlad thing, as long as he's 100% healthy, we are going to have a hell of a show. I've had a chance to see him play for New Hampshire and for the Buffalo Bisons over the last couple of years, and the kid is insane. So yeah, it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. It's like we have the Ken Griffey Jr. type caliber player that the Blue Jays really never had in that kind of thing. I, don't get me wrong, there's been a million and one great Blue Jay players over the years, but this could be that tier that we haven't seen is what's got me intrigued. Yeah, absolutely. 110%. So, All right, Alicia, it's been a great conversation. It's been a pleasure having you here on Jaybird watching. Uh, anything else you want to say before we say peace out? <laughs> No, I just hope it went really well. I've had a really good time. Uh, thanks for having me on. I hope it's not the last of our chats that we'll have. Um, so for everybody out there watching, go Jays, go! Definitely will be not the last conversation, Alicia. So thank you very much for being on Jaybird Watching. All of you that are listening, if you want to be the next guest on Jaybird Watching, make sure you hit us up at Birdwatching at birdwatchinggc on Twitter and we'll have another poll out here for what our next hot topic is going to be here on Jaybird Watching so we can get that conversation going next week as well so thanks again Alicia and I hope you have a wonderful evening thank you as well, have a good night cheers bye when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.